where the angel of death spread his wings on the blast and breathed in the face of the foe he has passed. And the eyes of the sleepers waxed deadly and chill, for their hearts but once heaved and forever grew still. Lord Byron. And as we come back in, <clears throat> there's screams of injured and dying, uh, the anger of multiple people facing off against two fleeing figures, their silhouettes slowly beginning to grow into the dark, oppressive background of the overflowing rainstorm that's approaching. Here within the junkyard, we see a, a group of now look like incredibly frustrated, pissed off, though wounded and slightly humiliated bandits as they begin to reapproach. A couple of them now begin to call, bring the guns, bring the guns. And as we see our two figures beginning to flee, we turn around and see a very angry angel of death in the form of Yakin and his now surprisingly stalwart sidekick here, Jean-Francois. Welcome back to Dying Sigh. So a couple of quick note takes. Um, <laughs> I found out why I kept trying to call Jean-Francois Jean-Pierre. Uh, it turns out it's the name of one of my kid's friends, which is very weird. So he's Jean-Francois again. We're, we're going to retcon that one and completely ignore the fact that my mind locked on to someone who really shouldn't be in the story. In addition to that, one of the things that I looked up was that uh, our good old Game Master Guide, and more importantly, the Savage Foes of North America, actually has the stats for a Vagabond. And so Jean-Francois now has official stats based on the book. Uh, he's still going to remain as an extra, um, though he is he's beginning to prove himself, but it's going to be a little bit before he becomes a wild card. Uh, but that gives him things like, uh, you know, D6 in agility, a D10 in smarts, a D8 in his spirit, D6 in his strength, and a D6 in his vigor. So Jean-Francois here actually has some good intelligence. He's, uh, you know, got the, a couple of really good social skills, which should round out our um, our murder hobo of Yakim. Now, Yakim, of course, has put quite a few people now into the ground with some broken clavicles, uh, bruised chests, and exploded hearts. Um, but uh, one of the things that I determined early on that I hadn't spoken about was what advancements were going to look like. So in my normal home games, what I usually like to do is, uh, depending on the pace that I'm trying to set the game, it's usually every one or two sessions. Uh, faster paced games where I know we're going to get done in maybe 12 to 15 sessions, uh, one pace or one advancement per session is perfect. Uh, for longer drawn out games, it's uh, roughly every two sessions, I think I'll take an advancement. For this one in particular, we have no idea how long Akeem's going to last. Um, but uh, if everything goes right, he could be around for quite some time. So I think I'm going to stick to the every two sessions he's going to gain one advancement. Now, these are sessions for me, not necessarily for what you may be hearing, as I tend to break up one of these longer three to four hour sessions into multiple episodes where there's a natural break. Um, but for those who may be tracking it, who may be interested, one, I keep the Savage US version of his uh character sheet up to date um it's available on the website which i will make sure is posted into the show notes uh and then two uh keeping it to every two sessions that i record may make it seem like he he may have to either struggle or keep up with the resources a little bit longer which will increase the tension as you uh listen to it or 
As I go back and listen to it again, usually uh, realizing the mistakes that I made along the way, that's all right. We all learn. But uh, we will now get back into the plight of uh, good old Yakim and Jean-Francois. Man, I hope I don't start changing his name again already. So where we left off, uh, the two of them still unarmed, though uh, Yakim had managed to acquire one of the neural bases that the bandits were using to try to take him down. So he does have at least something in his hands, which is great because his survival knife is now long gone. The, uh, the chaos factor is currently at a six, and we are going to go right into a brand new scene. So what I pictured the scene is, is that uh, Jean-Francois... Uh, kind of leading the pack as he had pushed his way through the crowd of what may have been kidnappers. We're still not entirely sure what their ultimate aim was, but Yakim had bloodied their noses and embarrassed them enough by leaving a couple of their friends in the dirt that they have retreated and have begun to uh, go back for what may potentially be more recruits, or uh, not even recruits, sorry, uh, reinforcements. So we're going to start by rolling on the chaos factor to see is in fact the scene going to be as we unfold the two of them fleeing from the group trying to get back to either their weapons or just getting outside the junkyard so we need to roll a d10 and anything that's a six or under means that uh, we're going to have an altered scene it's a three so we have an altered scene now an odd modifier means oh of course i try to be a little bit more proactive in my organization and i don't have the page right in front of me right away so <gasps> surprise i've got to flip back to the book now if i remember correctly though an odd number leads us directly into an interrupted scene so what would an interrupted scene look like uh let's let's see here four five six nine ten we're gonna roll D10, this is seven. We're gonna move away from a threat or PC negative. Is that right? Yeah, we're gonna move away from a threat. Now, of all the threats that we currently have in front of us here, we have, of course, return with the creepy doll, fix the vehicle, escape the track, and we have return with the creepy doll on here again because that has been an overriding thread. So let's go ahead and see which thread we move away from. This is a seven. So we are moving away from the creepy doll. Now, why is that? Well, uh, as we interrupt the scene, let's say, oh, maybe, maybe Yakim goes for his pack to realize it had been lost in the scuffle. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, based on what happened, the fight, uh, we're going to call this a likely event. So that's a 65. Anything under a 65 means yes, Yakim has lost his pack and the doll. It is a 74, so that is a no. Uh, he has not lost the pack and the doll, uh, but maybe that's because he didn't bring it. Maybe it's still sitting in the car, which is at a junkyard or at a uh, mechanic shop that they are now beginning to question because they were sent here by her. And as Yakeem begins to realize this, uh, there's a moment he just goes, oh shit, 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 shit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, we need to get back to the car right now. And Jean-Francois goes, ah, I completely agree, mon frere, but uh, is this really the time? I, I think maybe we go back, get your guns, and we uh, make sure that we clear a hole on our way out. Jean-Francois goes, I have the doll in the car. Jean-Pierre goes, or Jean-Francois, God bless it. Jean-Francois goes, uh, that's not uh, the highest priority right now, is it? I think we need to just keep fucking going. 
whatever, whatever. We got to get out of here. Yes, this is what I'm saying. And as they go forward, uh, let's see. I think, let's see, we're trying to go for an interrupted scene here. So uh, I'm not entirely sure that that would be enough to really interrupt the scene. As he realizes they're going to move away from the scene. Um, oh, oh, no, no, no. I know what it is. <clears throat> as we move away from the scene, the expected scenarios, of course, they're heading out so they can go back to their car. Maybe what Yakim sees just off in the distance. Well, let's give him a notice roll. It's not so much that he realizes, of course, that he left the doll and the target of his mission to back there. Maybe. Let's see. What is his, his notice? Is a D6. Let's go ahead and get this going. D6 and his wild die. Oh, it's a one and a two. He does not notice, but what we may notice, the car is currently speeding off into the horizon with our friend Valen behind the wheel. And maybe the reason she is fleeing, let's let's try this, is the reason Valen is fleeing is because there is a new enemy on the way. So as we move further away, I'm going to give this a 50-50. Uh, that is a 30. Yes, a new enemy is on the way. So who is this new get back? His car is a new thread. Uh, and now we're going to have a new enemy on the characters list. Let's find out who this new enemy is. Now, one of the things I was contemplating is... Oh, that's exactly where it is. It's an altered scene or an interrupted scene. So this is just an altered scene. So we don't even need to include the I actually was organized. I just didn't flip the page. We did not need to remove uh, one of the threads. Well, I'm still going to say that the car is now gone. That is enough of an altered scene. Uh, as they get back... Uh, Yakim and uh, Jean-Francois, as they start running back towards the entrance of the uh, of the junkyard, they uh, go up to what's now a shuttered door. And as they see that, oh, fuck, we're, of course they're not going to give us back our guns. Fuck, they're so stupid. Uh, and Yakim realizes that the gun check, of course, is now closed up as the trap has been sprung. Uh, let's check the fate chart one more time. Let's say... Can Yakim get into this gun check to be able to get his weapons? Uh, he's a pretty strong dude. So we're going to say this isn't a... Is this item, is this gun check a mega damage object which require a mega damage weapon to break open? I'm going to say it's very unlikely given, one, the remote requirements that mega damage armor and all the different heavy-duty gear like this is actually pretty expensive. So I'm going to call this very unlikely, which means it's a 35 and below that it is mega damage. Uh, that's a 69. And so Yakim uh, comes up and begins to slam his fists into this thing. Uh, he takes a deep breath, rears back, and I'm going to give him a strength check. Uh, his strength is a D10. And so in his wild die, that is a three and a two. You know what? He's going to throw his burn die into this. Please don't be a one again. It's a four. So he uh, he slams in his fist. It takes a couple of times. The first one leaves a heavy dent and the metal begins to shriek as the uh, force of impact of a juicer slamming his fist into it uh, over and over again. It begins to creak and wail. And now let's see if the bandits get a chance to regroup. Uh, 
that is a one. Um, they are still going back, but there is now the clatter of weapons being distributed. And people who are originally out on the street that almost look like casual shoppers and those who may be otherwise occupying this have now scattered. Those who are involved in the gang and these bandits know what is coming next. And either they're going to be a part of it or they have fled for their own lives. Jean-Francois, uh, just, Jesus, come on, let's, uh, can you get in there any faster? Yakim uh, goes, shut up as he slams his fist one more time and eventually with the tearing and screech of a soul being lost in steel he manages to break open this open uh this uh heavy shuttered gate yakim uh jumps over the kind of uh what is it called that someone stands by counter yeah so he jumps over the counter uh and begins rummaging around let's give him notice roll to see if he finds his weapons actually let's first ask are his weapons even here I will say it's likely that the weapons are here, uh, which means he's got a roll of 75 or below. So yes, uh, on a 75 or below, his weapons are here. Oh shit, that's an 87. Uh, Yakim jumps behind the counter and it is bare bones, it is empty. Uh, he begins to look around quickly, panicked. Uh, he starts patting down, no, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, so I'm gonna also put down as a new thread, get weapons back uh, let's ask the fate now, I'm going to say if they took his guns it's very unlikely that there's any guns remaining right now but we're going to ask anyway we're going to go to the fate chart and ask is it uh, are there any guns behind this counter so on a 35 or below there is at least a gun behind this counter and that is a 57 bare bones the only thing these two are armed with is now just this neuromace and just the uh, desire to get out of here as quickly as possible. Glances around, uh, Yakim begins to just uh, kick and clatter, and he looks up, and his uh, his desire for survival kicks in as he begins to see uh, some of these folks beginning to return, this time armed with firearms. Uh, so I think, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna give the bad guys a notice roll just a straight D6 on a success. They notice that these two have gotten in here. They're going to come right for them. We may go right into initiative. If they don't notice, then these two are going to flee. Uh, and on a survival check, they may be able to get out. On a failed survival check, we're going right into a chase. So one way or another, we're going into an encounter. That's a two. All right. So let's give our would-be heroes here a stealth roll of a D6. Uh, that explodes. Nicely done, Yakim. Uh Yakim goes, we've got to get out. We've got to be quiet, as quiet as possible. We're going out through the back door here. We're going to stay low, and we're going to get back to the car as quick as we can. Jean-Francois goes, I will follow wherever you go, but um, let's do it quickly. And so, as they crouch down, uh, the door opens, uh, because why would they lock it from the inside? You only want to lock it to ensure nobody can get in. And simple click. As the door shuts behind him, a few minutes later, some of the bandits come around. Flashlights on the end of laser rifles and particle beam weapons begin to shine into the empty room. The metal, of course, is beaten in like a battered, angry animal is trying to get through. Uh, they begin glancing around. You got to be here. Pan out. You can't get too far. And as they go, all we see is just the rustle of this high grass and just a thin parting that anybody but a few yards away wouldn't even notice. And I think that right there actually ends our scene pretty quickly. However, 
I'm going to start off by adjusting our fate chart. Uh, the loss of the weapons and the fact that the car has gone without them knowing means this chaos factor is going up again. It is now going to be a 7 as Hakeem is not in control of the situation. Uh, he's got a lot of shit going on now. Uh, and I'm going to say getting the uh, returning the creepy doll is now kind of reduced. Getting back his car is a new thread. Uh, getting his weapons back is another new thread. That one may end up getting dropped because this may just be long gone. Undoubtedly, bandits who happily see a juicer's uh, long rifle and his ion pistol, they're probably going to be pretty happy at the idea of new loot. And at the bare minimum, it's kind of, uh, this saves them a little bit of face. Uh, characters list, uh, we're going to add Jean-Francois again. Uh, Valen, who kind of came back in there with that altered scene. Uh, the Gone B didn't really factor too much. Uh, and we don't actually have a new enemy because I misread that, that chart. So I'm going to take that out. I'm going to add Valen in on a second time. All right. <clears throat> so uh, let's see here. So we're going to go into a new scene. Now that our would-be heroes have kind of gotten away, we're going to start with the D10. The chaos factor is now a 7. So uh, 7 and below means we're going to go into an altered scene. If... Uh, if it's an odd, it's an altered scene. If it's an even, it's an interrupt scene. Uh, and if it's a 8, 9, or a 10, of course, we're going right into what should be expected. Uh, and that's a 1. So we're now into an altered scene. So my expectations were uh, these two vaguely remember the path back. But maybe, maybe Yakim's going to get lost. Uh, they are trying to hide down. And maybe in this uh, altered scene... They encounter something. Now, let's go. Let's go to the scene adjustment table. We're gonna roll a d10. This is a two, which means add a character. Okay, add a character. So we need to add a new character. What would this be? You know what? I am going to take that as an opportunity. Go to. The Game Masters, and pardon my sniffles, of course. I have kids, and so therefore I'm sick all the time now. I am going to go to the Random Encounters table, uh, specifically from the uh, Savage Foes of North America. Now, I thought I had that right in front of me. Naturally, I don't. Remember, organization, not my strong suit. Excellent. Here we go. Encounters. We're going to roll a d20. Now, just because we're rolling for a new character and a new encounter, um, this doesn't mean that they run into him and we're immediately going into combat. It could just be that they find evidence. So actually, that, that would be an even better question to ask the fate right off the bat. I'm going to say 50-50. Do Yakim and Jean-Francois encounter this new character on the random encounter table. Uh, that is a 79. And at 50-50, no. It is not from the random encounter table. Okay, so we're just going to roll a brand new character. So let us go right into some of the random tables. So let's find a good definition for what this new character might be. Uh, given the fact that we are in high grass, I kind of want to say that more than likely this is kind of a creature. I don't think it's going to be a person per se. So let's look 
for a creature description. And now let's roll and see what kind of creature we're talking about here. A 74, a slender, 57. Multiple slender. Okay, what would be multiple and slender? All right, I think I know what it is. As they are stalking through the underbrush, uh, I'm going to give Akeem a notice roll with his d6 and notice. Let's see if he notices, and I'm going to say negative two because these slender multiple creatures may be really good at hiding in the underbrush. Uh, that is a one and three, and this is kind of important. I'm going to spend a penny. There we go, six, nine, so it's seven total. Uh, Akeem stops short. His hand reaches out and pushes back on Jean Francois's uh, on his chest, and he goes, "Stop, Jean Francois! Why are we stopping? What? They found us." Look down, and barely, but a few inches in front of him, is the slender tail of a snake. It hisses along and suddenly disappears, darting under the underbrush. Uh, a hissing noise comes off from their left, too. And there's a rustle off to the right. Fuck, this place is lousy with snakes. Jump, Francois. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And, uh... If I was playing with a character, I would totally give them a penny for that, but because it's so fucking terrible, I'm not going to reward myself for keeping that going. If you think otherwise, feel free to send me a message or a note saying that you should have given yourself a penny for making an absolutely terrible Indiana Jones joke. Andy was not in fact French. So I'm going to now say there's going to be a survival check. If, well... Given the fact that he only had a success without any kind of raises, I'm going to say it's a negative one because these creatures are specifically designed to blend in to this entire environment. This heavy grass makes it perfect for stalking. And as these snakes begin to slither around, some of them may be upset that somebody's intruded in their area. So this is a survival check, a negative one. Then we give for Yakim. He's got a D6 and a five and a one. So he's got a four. Okay. Yakim crouches down a little bit lower. Goes, just follow exactly my footsteps. Don't step outside. Don't piss him off. And if you see one of them move in front of him, you stop where you're going. And just let it pass. John Francois goes, I fucking hate this. Okay. Okay. And he reaches out and grabs Akeem's belt. And the two of them begin to stalk off. The heavy uh, uh, grass just begins to part around them. And Akeem takes very ginger, very tepid steps in front. Uh, he seems to let the boot just roll from heel to toe to ensure that whatever is directly underfoot has enough time to get out of the way just in case he misses one a couple occasions he stops oh watch out watch out a couple of them begin to slither away realizes that there are easily hundreds of these things lying wait capturing field mice and whatever other small mammals may be slithering through here Yakim just kind of shakes his head he goes oh thing is you know I, uh, did business with Vernulians once. John Francois kind of stops and goes, Vernulians? Uh, are they not just uh, deadly killers? Did they not eat you? Was, you know, I have to understand about Vernulians. Hey, there's a couple of different factions and they seem to hate each other as much as they hate anybody else. You know, you could find groups of them here and there. Tended to be uh, black market smugglers. They end up with high tech gear all the time. Some of it they invent, some of it they just smuggle in and around. Fantastic smugglers. Great repair folks, too, but um, don't ever piss them off. 
Because why would you piss off someone who wants to eat you by wrapping you in coils and then uh, crushing the life out of you? He goes, you know, I've been told I do the same thing. Because I saw you fight, yes. Um, you crushed that man's windpipe. Yeah, yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? All right, I think we're going to be good here. I don't see any more. Oh. And as he steps forward, his foot barely crushes. You just hear the slither, the scales running along underneath his boot. It stops there. He waits and waits. I'm going to give this snake one roll. I'm going to give it a d4. On the d4, if it rolls a four and explodes, uh, it's going to know how to spin and bite and try to get Yakim as quick as possible. Anything less than a four, though, and the snake is going to be petrified and run off. Okay. So, the snake pulls its scales. They ripple. Almost glimmering oil-like diamond effect occurs. It watches. Tongue tastes the air before it pulls itself back underneath the rest of the grass. Uh, Yakim takes a deep breath out. Oh, fuck. All right. And John Francois just goes, Did you step on one? Are you okay? Did it bite you? Do I need to suck out the poison? Yakim goes, No, and don't don't ever do that. That actually just poisons two people. It's a dumb fucking idea. I don't know why people keep spreading that idea. Oh, I thought I read it in a book. Your book was dumb. Come on, let's keep going. And as they uh, get out, the, uh, the grass itself begins to decline. They continue forward until... Just over the grass tops, they actually see the uh, concrete and steel of the garage. As they kind of look at it, okay, let's go see if my fucking car's here. All right, so that was another actually pretty good scene there. Uh, he was in control, so we're going to drop the chaos scene down a little bit. But what I will say, too, is that it provided a little extra time as, uh, as now... We know that uh, Valen has actually gotten even further with the car. So we're going to add, as part of the threads list, get back his car. Uh, technically, he hasn't fully escaped the trap. They could come back for him, but we're not going to repeat that one. Um, but now he's getting back to his car to return the creepy doll. So we're going to add that as another one. Creepy doll. And we definitely had Jean-Francois as a recurring character there. I'm going to add the bandits here. We don't know exactly where they are. They may catch up. Uh, Valen, we're not going to add in again because, well, she she kind of factors into the fact that she's going off with Hakeem's car. Um, it doesn't factor in on the fact that they almost got, you know, bit by poison snakes. So, as we... Move into the next scene, but now with a chaos factor of six. I'm going to roll, and we're going to test the scene. And that's an eight, so we're going to walk into the scene as fully as expected. Now, the expectation that Yakim has and the expectation that we have is going to be very different. Yakim steps in. Uh, uh, Neuromay is still just kind of like dangling in his hand. Uh, hello? Uh, Valen. Valen, you here? Valen. Uh. I don't like this, Jean-Francois. No, me neither, my friend. Uh, maybe we should just go search. Maybe she's tied up, uh, gagged. Maybe the bandits found her. Yeah, maybe that's it. And then his leather gloves creak a little bit as Yakim gets a tighter grip on the mace in his hand. 
So we're going to let these two split up. Uh, Akeem is going to make a notice check. Uh, let's see. Let's actually, first off, we're going to roll. We're going to say it's likely that Valen left some sign that she had left. So did Valen leave a sign that she has stolen Akeem's car? Actually, now that is just going to be for a good notice roll regardless. So I'm not going to even ask the, um, we know that she stole the car. The question's not going to be whether or not she left any signs. The question's going to be, of course, does Yakim notice the signs? So we're going to go with the notice check, D6, uh, two and a five. Excellent. So Yakim picks it up. But now we're also going to let to see if, if our good friend Jean-Francois, now that he is properly statted out as a true proper vagabond, if he's going to notice and maybe he catches something that Yakim uh, does not. So he has a d6 and notice but of course being an extra he doesn't get the wild die uh but he gets a five as well two of them uh scatter around and Yakim goes uh, of course goes right into the waiting room where he's at uh kind of a bored blissed out moment it seems like the only quiet moment he's had in the past day uh, and starts looking around where he notices that a lot of the things that were looked like they may have had some value are gone oh, fuck and then john francois from the other room Yakim, uh, does not look good, mon frere. Our fucking car is gone. Ah, uh, fuck. All right. Yakim comes running around the corner, uh, comes into the garage, and sure enough, the lift that the car once sat on is dropped down all the way down to the cement. Uh, tire tracks pulled out, and he looks out. Uh, the garage door is wide open. Fuck. He turns, goes, all right. All right, what do we do? We need to find her. Uh, so we're going to ask here. <clears throat> now we're going to go to the uh, fate chart. And we're going to ask, is there any vehicle left behind that these two may be able to take to go on a chase? Uh, I am actually going to say that this is unlikely. Uh, mostly because if she had a vehicle, why would she take Yakim's? But maybe Yakim's car is just better. So... We're still going to test it. This is an unlikely. Now, to chaos factor of six, this gives us a 50. 50 or lower, there is a vehicle that the two of them can take. <laughs> it is a 50. Okay. Now, uh, they look around. We're going to ask then, now that we know that there's a vehicle here that they can take, is the vehicle some form of... Uh, Maybe it's a motorcycle or some partially put together... Maybe. Okay. Maybe the vehicle that's here, yeah, we're going to start with is a motorcycle. Uh, maybe in poor repair, maybe not nearly as fast as Yakim's car was. But we're going to ask, and then I'm going to say this is, we're going to go 50-50 that there is a motorcycle here uh, that could be run. 65, and they rolled a 60. So yes, the two of them turn and goes, oh, fuck, get on. And Jean-Francois goes, um, do I just put my arms around you? He's like, shut up and get on. He goes, but uh, I think that may be the better shut up and get on. All right. And as, uh, yeah, with a zero riding skill, Yakim uh, jumps on. No helmets, of course. These two, first off, it's post-post-apocalyptic North America. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be a police force in this area that's probably going to enforce helmet laws. Yakim doesn't seem like the kind that's going to care too much. And John francois is just still lucky he hasn't had his brains bashed in. And so from there, 
you hear the gunning. And suddenly the uh, already open garage door hears a slight squeal. As Yakim, of course, does not have a writing skill. So he uh, chokes the engine, has to start it back up, and then pulls out into the still overhead, partially noon day sun. <laughs>